Welcome back to XDrive Megabox, a podcast about gaming. I'm one half of this outfit, James Ide. I'm a gaming writer and what Kirby looks like once he's been deflated. And I'm joined, as always, by the magnanimous... Michael. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am... Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, It's, I, it's very tired. nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. You, you did For seem For reasons that deflated. will come into the podcast. This episode, we are going to be talking about uh, gaming as a parent. Or in our case, dads. Daddy gaming. Daddy gaming, but obviously this applies to any parent of any gender. Yes. uh, And how they apply their sort of gaming, how they relive their favourite art form, pastime, hobby, whatever you want to call it. Oh, God, yeah. I've been reliving my favourite art form, pastime for the past eight episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, News-wise, so what are we? We're, We're late March. And uh, and we've just had Square Enix Presents, where they talked about the future of Avengers. They announced <laughs> uh, a little bit more, which seems to be basically no Spider-Man. Yeah, highly disappointed by because I just bought Avengers, and I'm really enjoying it. But um, I, I want the Spider-Man to appear, please, very much. Um, Me too, having... but unfortunately, I won't get him because I'm not a filthy Sony owner. Well, I'd, I'm sure Yet. you'll suddenly find one turn up on your doorstep at some point. Uh, yeah, Square Enix, they, they, they did their whole palaver. They they talked a little bit more about... Um, they talked about Lara Croft. So we've got, what is it, 25 years of Tomb Raider. So they're celebrating that. Lara Croft turned up in Fortnite. Oh, uh, Fortnite God, yeah. just launched its new season. Jimbo is all over it like a rash. Oh, so just, just the love... The love I have for that game. They had they had a very cool trailer. They had a very cool intro, I must say, which features uh, Troy Baker as the as the main guy. You know Troy Baker, the the voice artist dude. Yes. Like, Sorry, I'm nodding, which doesn't translate to podcast. <laughs> and then they had a big machine dude called the Foundation, who is like a, a, a quite a jacked uh, machine from the future, like a tall robot. And he had a very specific tattoo on his chest, and people were speculating that the voice for the robot wasn't for the foundation was in fact the rock, and the rock seemed to oh uh, foundation this rock himself. I get it so yeah. cool so cool yeah. and he did a very mysterious video talking about how important tomorrow was to the, just the day before it launched and ending it with the foundation. So I mean it's pretty much confirmed. Uh, and then that whole intro was directed by the Russo brothers as well, apparently. So I was, I was, I thought it was pretty cool. It was really? very, uh, yeah, it's 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 good fun. Yeah, I was playing that a little bit. We had Monster Hunter Rise release for Switch. So this is mm-hmm. the latest. Uh, it's a, a a nice little slightly cutesified version of Monster Hunter. Have you played this at all? Have you? Have I played you... the demo very briefly, and one of my colleagues absolutely loves. Uh, Monster Hunter, and he's trying to get me on board at the moment, but uh, I'm going to give it another chance. I'm just not really that enamoured, to be no. honest. Well, I, I haven't played any of it, but but I mean, it looked like kind of one part of Horizon Zero Dawn, basically. It's beating the crap out of some monsters and then collecting stuff that they drop and then using that monsters. to craft bigger weapons. Yeah... I'm yeah that doesn't hugely appeal to me I'm afraid where's the darkness where's <laughs> the multiple choice 
Yeah, there's no deep uh, overarching plot for me. So, yeah. I'm, oh my god! I, actually, I've only played the demos. So, as far as I'm aware, they they do have a plot, don't they? It's just not. Yeah, they very do a expensive. bit. Apparently, I don't know. They, it's been getting really good reviews, which I've been quite surprised by. So, um, so I might try. I'm definitely going to give it another try. Like I said, I've got the demo, and my colleague keeps going on about it. Uh, shout nice. out to Eugene if you're listening. Eugene. Anyway, uh, there's a new Sherlock Holmes game coming. I don't know if you've seen this. No, I haven't. It's it's a young Sherlock Holmes hanging about on a Mediterranean island, which looks quite Italian. So uh, that doesn't sound very Sherlock Holmesian. No, I mean they've been taking increasing liberties. Uh, he starts out. He carries an SMG old, now. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, he's he's he. It's kind of. It's still. I think. Uh, 19th century but um he's 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 very young he's early 20s and he looks like a a kind of eaten boy kind of in a suit jollying around a nice mediterranean island and there's a, a murder or a disappearance and he goes and smacks some people and throws dust in their eye and all that sort of stuff while solving big puzzles anyway i played all the other sherlock holmes is so i'm quite excited by this one they they they've been mysteriously making him younger and younger each each uh, each game he starts out middle-aged and then the last one he was desperately over cool and uh and it, they kind of introduce action elements and so i'm slightly cynical about this but you know they have to take it away from all the other Sherlock Holmes. It's all that somehow. cocaine he's been taking. I hear it makes you younger. Because <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that was how of youth. <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle had him. I'm sure. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He was on or a heroin addict or both. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was definitely hugely on drugs. So maybe he found one that made him younger. Good for Probably. him, I say. Probably. Good for him. Can um, I have some? <laughs> uh, and then we've got. We're in the last few days for for the limited edition Mario games. Are you, are you yeah, this is this? sad. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard about this because uh, I have also written this in my notes for the show today. Um, <laughs> but are you sad about it? I'm very sad. Yeah, I. Um, you, you've got yeah, the games I'm, I'm, though, haven't you? I do. Yeah, I reviewed them, and this was one of my one of the bigger negative points that I put in the review that there is no reason at all that it would should be a limited time release, other than because Nintendo wants to make money. Unfortunately, like suckers, and I would have been exactly the same. Um, most people bought it. So it worked. So expect more of these kind of timed releases in the future. I'm still sucks. in the debate. You know, do do I do I buy it in the last few days? Um, I mean, I, I don't depends how keen you are to play the um, these games because you won't it, be able to get them. Well, you'll be able to get them somehow at some point. You could buy physicals from something like eBay, and of course, the markup on like people will be selling them for more. Yeah, but they'll the sell them at some point. Like they're, they're not going to turn down money. Yeah, I, I, they will get rarer. Like trust, uh, trust me, because I buy Wii games and 3DS games, and some are becoming increasingly hard to get. And I look at them and go, oh, "I'll buy that," and then I look a few months later because I, I, you know, I completely bottle out in the end uh i look months later and they've gone up hugely <sighs> and then i go oh i should have just bought it when i got the chance like a few of the um shimigami tensei games that i've been playing on on uh, the 3ds i've seen them occasionally i've gone oh you know i don't know if i want to pay 30 35 quid Ooh. and then i look again and it's 80 quid i'm like yep i should have mm. should have bought it when i had the chance but this is the question you see i mean have you got any more news by the way 
Yes, sorry, uh, oh, I okay. do have some, some news. I'll come back to it then, I'll come back to the question. Okay, so firstly, uh, Disco Elysium, uh, there is the final cut is being released on the 30th of this month. Yes. So that oh, it looks so good. So other than a few extra quests and a few uh, changes to the game, the biggest one being they've added um, all voice acting, so uh, even narration and things like that. So... Yeah, that's quite a, a big overhaul, and uh, it's it's already. If you haven't played Disco Elysium and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's um, you're an amnesic cop who wakes up, and parts of his psyche start talking to him as separate personalities and telling him things. And you're there to solve a, a mystery, but you don't know who you are, and you apparently try to drink yourself into oblivion and try and you know OD on everything, and uh, you wake up. Uh, not knowing who you are and piecing yourself together, but you're a thoroughly broken person. I'm not making it sound very good, but it oh, it's so good. It's so I mean, well written. We, we talked it's about very... it a lot in in games of all time. I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well then, so um, rewind to that. It's a, yeah. Rewind to that. It's a very, 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 very good game. Anyway, it's uh, banned in Australia because of the references to drugs, sex, and violence. And a lot of people are saying that the um, the classification oh standards or classification system in Australia is hugely outdated. And uh, from what I've heard, it does sound like it's um, a sort of uh, holdover from the 90s and the sort of panic from games like Mortal Kombat and things like that. Oh God, yeah, and Carmageddon and GTA. Yeah, and exactly. So those games definitely, you know, they, they did change uh, the world for, for the classification of games. So, yeah... People are basically hoping that this game... They're up in arms that this game would get banned because it's won so many awards. So many people are absolutely saying it's amazing, including myself. Um, and it would be such a shame for a lot of people to miss out on it because it's just so good. I mean, they, they basically say that it offends uh, their standards of morality, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's, so hopefully we'll see that overturned. But unlikely, I hear that, you know... Australia is pretty steadfast to it's quite a conservative uh, country from what I hear mm. um, speaking to a few of my Australian friends and they say things like that rarely change so that's a bit of a shame uh, other news uh, there's going to be a Pikmin AR game very much in the style of Pokemon Go so you know the augmented reality and I don't know yeah. if, if you've played Pikmin before you know the yeah. little tiny play Pikmin 3 uh, plant to slash play, creature uh, slash insect yeah. things you chuck them onto things <laughs> you chuck them onto things so and it's going to be made by uh is it nantic labs niantic, yeah yeah niantic um so yeah it'd be very interesting to see uh you can already sort of sign up to get uh updates on it but i don't think it's out for quite some time did you ever play pokemon go I can see how it how it could easily change to Pikmin because there was a lot of just yeah. like you throw Pokeballs at things, so you might as well just throw Pikmin at things. Oh, Pikmin! It would work really well because you could monetize the hell out of that. You could yeah, literally true. just have people pay for the number of Pikmin they have, or do meaningless daily quests to get a certain number of Pikmin, and then oh, definitely meaningless while walking daily out and about, you know, on on the AR screen, a boulder blocks your way, or a monster's there, and you just throw little Pikmin at it until <laughs> its health goes down. You murder these poor little things. Did you play Pikmin 3 at all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played that. Very I good game. A lot. Yeah, it's very, very good. 
And I remember, sorry, uh, linking to our theme of today, I remember reading an article, someone comparing it to being a dad. Oh, and, really? Uh, I think it was like The Guardian or something. They were saying that it's a, it's, it's a game about parenting and about being a dad. <laughs> I was thinking, you're a weird that's, parent. That's, that's quite, um, yeah. I don't throw Someone... my son at uh, problems. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's exactly. how you feel protective of them and how you try and look after them and, and teach them to learn for themselves rather than do everything for them. Um, yes. And yeah, harness, I know, it's you a know, very tenuous... Strengths. It's a very tenuous link, I know. Um, obviously, the Super Mario thing we discussed and uh, Halo Infinite release date has been inadvertently leaked Ooh. by a voice actor who uh, worked on the game... I was going to say film then... Um, and it's going to apparently be released November 2021. So that's a hell of a pushback. Ooh. Do you remember how, you know, it was supposed to come out but end of last year? Yeah. And then they said, oh, it'll be early, early 2021. And obviously that's the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we have heard a lot of, you know, crunch and pushbacks and things like this. But it's really difficult to gauge just how much covid has affected game studios and yes. how they develop uh, because you hear some positive stories but you don't really hear the actual difficulties of of that people are having in working to get uh, together i hear vague things of 3d modeling is difficult and working on big sets is big assets is difficult i've heard mixed things i've heard some studios it depends on the studio and how they're set up i've heard some studios are quite well set up for it and they've just they just yeah. remotely log into their sort of render farm machines and they just do their work as usual but from home but i've also then heard that collaboration is very difficult and i've heard some companies that are a bit more old-fashioned uh yeah. really struggle so like nintendo apparently when when the <laughs> pandemic hit they really struggled and they are quite an old-fashioned company with very old leadership uh you know i love nintendo deeply but they don't adapt well to things they're quite slow to change uh being a juggernaut anyway of that size so it's interesting basically i've, I've, I've heard yeah. mixed things i've heard some companies really quickly changed how they worked and it didn't impact them too much and others say yeah it completely screwed them yeah i mean we've heard quite a lot of uh, dramatic effects like we were talking about vampire being just completely thrown out of the water oh, um, so last sad. last time uh, but yeah, that's interesting. I'm still bummed about it. Yeah, I know, I know. And yeah, obviously, Cyberpunk was massively slowed down. Oh, so uh, what have we been playing recently? Oh yes, what have we been playing? What what have you been playing? So this will go against the point I'm making later, but Red Dead Two I've picked up again recently. Uh, really on Stadia. Yeah. Yes, Stadia. yeah, because I have it on Stadia. But I've actually been considering buying it on um, Xbox so I can play with other humans. Yes. Um, other human beings. You mean other people don't have Stadia for some reason. They don't have the Stadia version <laughs> for £50. Pounds. Oh, deep deal cut. on Stadia. Um, yeah, I mean, I very much enjoy the game. And I do like playing it on Stadia. I, I really do because um, it means I can play it on my laptop. Yeah, when I'm on at work, your own, which, which is the isn't the case at the moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been playing single player and yeah, multiplayer, yeah. to be fair. But the yes, the issue with the multiplayer is it's more empty. Um, but it also means there's less D-bags who shoot me when I'm in, in the middle of completing True. a quest. True. So that's good. 
um, and there's less people hacking and like on flying horses and things like that. So that's also good. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been I've been playing that partially because I miss being outside, and there's something really cathartic about Red Dead Two. I get a similar vibe from it than I got from um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Just huge open landscapes that are very kind of a little bit melancholic but also very beautiful and yeah just just absolutely love red dead 2 like i said thinking about getting it for the xbox uh the other game i've been playing is star wars squadrons because that just <gasps> came to game pass recently <gasps> yeah and yeah, is I, it good ago. are you enjoying it it is good the controls are a bit whack so i'm still working out how to play it but i was yep. playing it with a friend and i really liked it and i haven't played any of the single player we just oh, went straight into multiplayer so i it took me a while to learn the controls and I'm still learning them. Like I said, I'm going to play the single player. If I have time when we complete this podcast, I'm going to fire it up. And um, we, the we other... Can, I've got it. We can, we can do cross-play. Fantastic. Oh, oh bag, brilliant. Bagsley being Wedge. Yeah. Or, or however it works. You can be Luke, I'll be Wedge. Uh, uh, it doesn't work that way, I'm afraid. My daughter can be R2. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> Um, and the other game i've been playing is shimigami tensei devil summoner 2 which is an old ds game yeah but i've been playing it on my 3ds um i think you were talking about this last time yeah i like the shimigami tensei games and i basically got a bunch of them a while back uh what's the setting for this one is it an urban setting or is this the fantasy one or Urban, yeah. So urban setting, Tokyo. Um, is this the one where you're where you're on the train track? Yes, you're on the train. Uh, you're you're basically on an underground platform, the equivalent. Uh, and you, your friend makes you sign up to the stupid site that shows you how people die, which sounds really grim. I don't know why any kid yeah, why would, would do that. Do but you sign like your friend signs you up to it, and then you start getting these weird. You get this weird video of basically the train that's a a train killing you and your best mate Wonderful. and then the train comes into the platform and gets derailed and you're about to die and then your phone kind of beeps and a little voice like person in it goes you know hey do you want to live and you go well yeah and then a demon appears and slices the bit of the train that was about to hit you in half and your adventures begin from there i don't want to ruin anything but then that's when demons kick in and it's it's good so i've been playing that because it's very easy to pick up and play because i've really wanted to play um cyberpunk uh 2077 and um baldur's gate 3 yeah and oh, there was a third game that i can't think of but there was a third game that i really wanted to play as well at the moment and was they're another all baldur's gatey one no it was something big but basically the problem with all three of the games were they were all getting big patches soon Oh. So that's why they're an issue. So Baldur's Gate is in early access. So it's getting patched all the time. And I lost all my progression recently because they did a big patch, which is yeah. fine. It just, it's kind of annoying that... It's terrible. So, well, no, it's just, it's just early access, isn't it? So I I've kind of that. holding off playing it for the moment. Similar thing with Cyberpunk because, of course, there's a big patch coming soon and there'll be more patches. And as much as I am really enjoying the game, uh, I, I would just like it to be slightly just a little bit more complete um Cyberpunk. and oh and sorry the other one is disco elysium because you were oh, talking right, about yeah, it. i've course. wanted to i've wanted to get back into it but again the final cut is coming out at the end of this month so i'm thinking about restarting my game i yeah. absolutely love that game and want to get back into it but again yeah at the moment it doesn't really suit 
uh, because I'm waiting. And it's a very, it's a slow-paced, long game. And yeah. for reasons that we'll, we'll get into, eventually, they aren't the best at the moment. Um, what have you been playing, buddy? Avengers. I've been slapping people. Just go slappity slap. Uh, have I been playing anything else? No, I tried. I tried Maquette because that was free. I tried Final Fantasy VII. Re, what's it called? Remake. Remake. Yeah, that's and, good. Do you not like it? Uh, uh, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But I just found it a bit too boring. I was just running along and smacking dogs, and <laughs> it was very staid. Fair he enough. has beautiful hair, though. Like I took, <laughs> I took so many screenshots of Cloud. <laughs> We shall not question any of this. Nope. You can have your obsession. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, um, Shrine it's to a- Cloud. absolutely beautiful game. But, um, it is. But I just it found it a bit boring and I had uh, had more interesting things to play. Fair enough. So, yeah, I think I think that's it from my side. Uh, I, yeah, I, neither I, of us have been playing that much recently. No, no. I've had a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. But, um, yeah. And you've had a lot of baby. I've had a lot of baby. Just the one. Baby. Just one, but one big baby. One big baby. One giant baby. smacking on the bottom regularly, otherwise he gets upset. <laughs> you need bungle bottom. just sound like you. Bottoms. I just have you here. <laughs> just... And I that's your fetish. on the bottom. <laughs> this podcast is going weird places. Um, and so we come to our main topic. <laughs> gaming uh since you became a dad or became a parent um yeah i don't so, know why you say this because i mean obviously obviously it can be extrapolated to gaming as a, as a parent it just feels weird but in 2021 to only refer to dad uh, it just feels uh, yeah, weird i, I, I feel like so. i should say parent yeah because it I mean, applies to both it does but but your experience will be slightly different <clears> from mine and and so we we can only talk from our own experiences and and I I count myself as a daddy, and I presume you count yourself as a daddy. Yeah. Okay. I don't but know why, right. but it sounds sinister the way you say it. What you count yourself as a daddy? <laughs> Just yeah. I'm in a generally weird, sinister mood tonight. I think I think that's why. And also, Fair I've enough. just been talking about smacking bottoms. So <laughs> <laughs> you got all riled up now. So uh, so the yeah. biggest difference in in since you became uh, a dadamus maximus is um mainly in the time you know yeah that's 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 it's a big enough leap the only thing i can compare it to is when i was like a student um at uni going from that to like working full time cut my gaming time down from like 20 hours down to like a reasonable five to eight or whatever a day um a, a, yeah. a week okay I, I was never really 20 hours but i was a lot like i would be i would some days play all day without break happily uh, yeah. and i could do that a lot um which a lot of people can and plus i had the time and you know but um yeah and then of course you you start working full time and and that time cuts right down and and if you still want to have a social life or if your work involves extra anything sort of extracurricular in any way that also eats into that time and that's not a bad thing that's normal that's progression that's that's generally growing up and then since becoming a dad the the time that i would then play games during the day has reduced further so i've gone from i don't know it wouldn't be every day but you know some days i could spend 4 hours or so maybe a little yeah, bit yeah. more 
gaming whereas now it's about two so i yeah. have to be like from uh, about seven o'clock onwards my son's asleep so that's the time and that it also includes like eating having a shower if i need one any writing i have to do uh the podcast obviously we're doing today or yes. any catch-ups or calls with any friends and then any spare change time wise there that's going into gaming and then you know i try and get that done before uh i, I go to bed around 11 and then i hate myself and regret it because i'm tired the next day when i get up at seven but um yes yeah yes yes that 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 is a big thing i've had once in a blue moon i do push recently. it I think when, uh, I can't remember why, but one day I was playing Cyberpunk and I can't remember if there'd been, there hadn't been an update. Maybe I just hadn't played it since the since I'd reviewed it or something. So I stayed up till like one o'clock in the morning. And I yeah. Really stupid idea, but I was like enjoying it so much and I was yeah. getting somewhere with the plot. Uh, is, and is that the I, night that, that, that your son just decides to wake up at 3 and then 6am as well? <laughs> I think it was, yeah. yeah so course, I went to bed course, at like... somehow no. I went to bed at like 1 or managed to calm myself down and get to bed at like 1, half 1, something like that. Switch my brain off eventually. And then, of course, he kicked off uh, not long after that, like 3 o'clock. And then he did it again at 6. And it was just... Lovely. That day was, that day was not a good day. It was a blur. Lovely. But um, that's the biggest difference I've noticed. There are others that I will get into, but the, the, the first, the biggest one, and it's the most obvious one, is the time you have to game, Yeah. especially if you're a responsible parent. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% nappy change daddy, so, so whatever's going on, daddy does the nappy changing. So that keeps me regularly in the loop, especially with um, the digestion. In the loop systems. with the poop. In the loop with the poop. The pooper scoop, dupe. Um, so how's 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 mine changed? So uh, completely agree on the time. Obviously, like it's 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 a huge factor. But I think it also depends on how you how you put them to bed. Because I, I went through a big phase of basically ending up playing mobile games while while my daughter was going to sleep. So because we have like a, a chair that we can sit in like while she's while she's going to sleep in her cot. And so I, I ended up playing through the entirety of Mikey Shorts, <laughs> if you know that one. Which is a yeah. which is a it's it's like a it's like an old old fashioned style uh platform game. It's okay. really good on iPhone. It's really, really good. So just very, very simple, very, very quick and just like jumping across levels. Yeah, picking picking stuff up. So I played a lot of that. Um, and when we were doing all the like, we used to have to sleep in the same or just lie down in the same room as her when she was sleeping when she was a tiny baby, because we wanted to avoid like cot death, sudden cot death. We were terrified about that, and yep. because the 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 midwives put the fear put the of fear of God into you. you, they mention it. Yeah, of course, the, all the yeah, time, and they say, I you think know, that's a standard thing to fabrics, be terrified of that. Don't put any fabrics near the baby, and you know all this sort of stuff. So I, I ended up playing quite a lot of Switch at that point. So I got through Hollow Knight, a chunk of Hollow Knight, and uh, Stardew Valley, and things like this. Mm. But but the thing I've noticed is just the type of game that 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 I pr prefer to play and the way it's it's kind of changed and flipped just what I like and what I look for. Yeah, I think we're going to say the same thing here. 
what it's just it's it, it's kind of I want to say like karma games. I've talked about this before. Like I I have less tolerance for games where where combat is the default uh, and killing people really? is the default mechanic. I just think it. I just I'm I'm just bored of that and uh, and and find it lazy now. Um, because I've start I started very early on getting into. Just more interesting mechanics i think i've, I've talk, talked about this before like you, you talked about red dead redemption uh when i played red dead redemption the combat is so dreadful in that that hmm. that i i just wanted to go exploring go go on the riding around on the melancholy horse petting the horse <laughs> buying it nice things going for a bath patting all the dogs um so i think i wanted to play it in a completely different way to the game intended it to be played even though it gives you it gives you options too, and it has that special button, um, and you you know all that all that kind of led me on to playing Ancestors, Humankind Odyssey, where you're kind of training these apes up and things like this. I've just found more of a resonance in 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 non killy games. That's really interesting because I've kind of done the opposite, if I'm <laughs> honest. Which I, so it didn't go quite the direction I thought you were going. Okay. Um, so, firstly, I've become more reliant on things I can pick up and play quickly. The exception yes, completely, being completely exception being like Red Dead. So every a couple of evenings, I'll have my big game that will be my two hours or whatever. Yes. And that's that's recently been um, Red Dead Two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I because you're so kind of brain burnt after the whole day, or like giving yes. all your attention on keeping a small person alive and happy when they don't necessarily. Yes themselves have any self-preservation or want to keep themselves yes. alive or happy and it's um, a special mix of stress and boredom at the same yeah time. oh definitely so yeah I, I i very much want to play something that i can just that i can get to the action quickly and yes, that the action exactly is compelling that. and that it's fast so again red dead's a bit of the exception and a few of the other games i'm playing at the moment but something like cyberpunk i can just i can do the main plot quests and have plot which is great or, and what I've done a lot of, I've only just started changing it, um, I do side quests where I just murder people. <laughs> I just absolutely gut them. Or, you know, I, as I'm driving to a mission, I see that the police are being attacked. I'm like, I'll be a good Samaritan and murder the gangsters. Like, literally, blades out sense my arms, spi- stab cyber- the hell out of them. Cyberpunk, because it's, it's, it's kind of the main thrust of the game, isn't it? I mean, well, exactly, but this is what I was saying about sort of combat and, yeah. and just wanting to get into sort of a fight. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been playing recently where I've been doing the same sort of thing. Uh, a little bit of Yakuza. Uh, I haven't played that in a while, but I played it a while ago for the same reason, just pick up and get into a fight with a person and just kick the seven shades of sheet out of them. Mm. Um, Yeah, so something I could just pick up and blast people with. What about hard games, difficult games? So that's interesting. Um, Hard games are fine to a point so as long as i'm making progression because otherwise if you fail a mission and you have to restart it and if that mission took ages to do you feel like basically that time has just gone straight into the bin yes so um you know i think i was doing a quest on red dead the other day and it involved 
going across the bloody map to another end and then across again and then i screwed something up and i had to start straight from the beginning and i just rage quit turned the computer yeah, off of walked course. off because so of like i don't have the time to do this bs and um shimagami tensei is quite a difficult uh, rpg uh it looks on the surface quite simple but it's actually like there are there are fights that are supposed to be very easy early on and that are quite challenging I was like, ah, in fact, I, I played it. Uh, Nate was asleep for an hour at one point today. And I spent 30 minutes playing Shimagami Tensei. And I was doing a, a, a fight and I died and oh, it God. restarted the fight. And I was like, do you know what? Screw you. I'm not doing this again. I'll play this tomorrow. Yeah. So hard games. Yeah. There is definitely still something about that challenge. And because your time is so much Sorry. more... You've gone all disco. Uh, because your time is so much more valuable, when you do beat uh, anything that's challenging, you do get that really euphoric sense of, oh, yes, I did it. But if you fail, it's a complete waste of time. What about uh, you? I, I, you summarised that really beautifully. <laughs> I, I hadn't... I hadn't process it to, to that level of depth um but but that's exactly it because because i have a you know a couple of precise examples i, I talked about hollow knight hollow knight is a tough game mm. uh but i you know got through a good chunk of that until i got to um a bit where i kind of hit a dead end or it, it got really difficult to to move around the place i don't know if you played that but but it takes quite a while to get around the world mm -hmm. um, and i played yeah. celeste as well but with celeste um which is also tough but at least it's platformy so you can kind of get on with it pretty quickly and even if you have to retry it's immediate retry and it's only a short bit of time um but i think you're you're absolutely right like um it is just those frustrations where you've you've played for a while let's say 15 minutes or 20 minutes and uh it, it kind of you fail a mission or something and it sends you back and it's just you can't you can't be bothered to to replay it the other thing i would say uh, that has changed and i've had this conversation with a colleague of mine at work a lot um is i love huge open world rpgs you know like skyrim fallout witcher cyberpunk red dead 2 yeah where it's They've supposed to be always been exactly very open very big worlds very long quests that kind of thing uh loved those games for a long time mm. those Likewise. games are such a time investment since having my son i really have to be in the mood for them because in those type of games two hours isn't going to do you much you're no. not going to make a lot of you'll just get started you might... exactly or you feel like you've just got started yeah. Yeah. um so i have to admit I'm finding more... I still play those games, but again, like I said, I have to be in the mood. I'm still... I'm finding more value in the pick-up-and-play kind of games. I'm, I'm finding yeah. more values in just picking up my Switch and playing something quickly, even if it's um, just Mario, like, you yeah, know, yeah. base, very simple bit of Mario, or a retro game, um, you know, some games on my uh, mini uh, SNES or Mega Drive or NES, um, like playing Earthbound on my SNES or... Yeah. Um, playing oh i was playing something else the other day what was it i don't know but just like i'm playing shimagami tensei at the moment just things that are a little bit more pick up and play yeah. um so that that definitely makes a difference i mean i definitely used to scoff at mobile games as, as not a real 
game kind of thing. Whereas now, I definitely think like, no, there's totally a place for that because of how uh, quickly you can just pick up and play it. Oh yeah, and they've got so sophisticated anyway as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and I'm also I've noticed I'm less patient with a game than I yeah. used to be. Um, if the story is weak or a mechanic is annoying me then yes. I just tend to drop it no matter how critically acclaimed it is whereas I used to stick with them um, until the story picked up which sometimes yeah. they do or until like I don't know until I get used to the mechanic or it, something resolves or I just carry on with it um, now with the exception of games I'm reviewing because I still I have to yeah, stick yeah. with those exactly, ones exactly but uh, other than that yeah I, I will drop them uh, and, and Games Pass has been awful for that because I've you know, been downloading games here and there and everywhere yeah. because I've never had the option to get such a wealth of games all at once before. And I try them and, uh, you know, I was playing Gears of War recently uh, because a couple of friends recommended it, said it's amazing and I know it's a big standout title for the Xbox and I hate it. Um, so uh, I, I've, I've, I've now played the multiplayer and I've now played the single player of Gears 5 and hate's actually a bit strong, but it's just not my thing. It's it's slow paced. It's too boring. I don't know what's, like, I don't really know what's going it, on with the do story. Do I choose to waste my, uh, to, to spend my time on this? Exactly. I I spent an evening playing it, and I think I I think I started pretty early. I think I didn't even have dinner. I just literally put Nate to bed, got on the game with a friend. Yeah. We played it co-op, and enemies were bullet sponges. And at the end of the evening, oh, nice. I was just like, I felt a little bit cheated. I was a bit like, oh. I could have played Cyberpunk. Or yeah, exactly. In that evening, I could have I could have done something else, but I played this. I, and I I was like, no, no, no! Don't be silly. It's a very like loved series. I will I will pick it up again, but I think I uninstalled it. It also uses up a ton of hard drive space. Yeah. It's like Call of Duty in the sense that the game is split into like four bits, and you have to download them all separately. And I do not. I didn't have. I barely had the patience for that when I downloaded it. Because every time I was about to boot it up, it was like, oh, you need to download one more thing. And I was like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> That's funny, the uninstalling thing, because I found I found myself curating basically the, the range of games that's on my PlayStation, like in a way that I never used to, just because there's only so much I can process in my brain at any one time. And I don't want to see games that I don't want to play. And so, so I end up like with Final Fantasy... That's what you describe as exactly what happened to me. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Like, it's really good. But it's just not what I feel like playing at the moment. And it's it's just a bit boring right at right this, the start, you know, because it's introducing you to the controls. And I can't be bothered to give it the hours to really get yeah. into it. because Or to learn whatever thing it's trying to very glacially slowly teach you. Exactly that. Exactly that. And um you know i know it's supposed to be a great game but i'm I'm not a huge rpg fan anyway so i i i i literally uninstalled it from the from the playstation as well um same thing like you described with call of duty with uh with warzone i tried tried warzone and did the tutorial for that and thought nah and it's just not <laughs> just well, because no it's just not special enough right mm. and you know if if you're playing these things to relax you just you want something that's going to be relatively special and satisfying well again if your time is so it, limited and until both our kids are quite a bit older yeah <clears throat> that time is quite finite and you are you are thinking look if i've got this short amount of time i need something that's either gonna it's either going to be mechanically quite soothing and then I'm going to enjoy yes. playing or yes. I need to feel like I'm making 
story progression i need to feel some form of progression that i'm not getting in my life right now yeah and and the story's got to be interesting right yeah yeah it has to keep me engaged i mean uh one type of game i wouldn't i i always hated but right now i i didn't think i could hate it more but i could i can is mmos and mmorpgs i hate those games um but any whiff of like grind uh not only am i out and done i get disproportionately the angry that the game didn't respect my time especially yeah. as these games don't tend to have a plot so there's not really any reason to play them they they're just a grind they're just a you keep playing so you get more gear so you can keep playing so you know fallout 76 was the last one i tried and it i was a big fan of the fallout games especially the original ones yeah so fallout 76 uh, was such a disappointment and then just Every once in a while, I reinstall it. I go back to it and try and see what's changed. And then I just get peed off because I'm like, oh, yeah. right. They've, they've actually made it actively more grindy. Oh, yeah. yeah bullets are harder to find. Everything costs money. Yeah. I'm always encumbered. Uh, it requires well, So gear. many games are like that now. Like so many yes. games are actively built like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's like, oh, but if you really chuck in some time, the game gets almost playable. And, and that's the thing. Almost whatever to make yeah, the game rubbish. feel like a single player game so functionally more perfected and polished yeah. those things are always out of reach in these like mmorpgs there's yeah. always like oh but you can get this perk at level 100 that will do exactly. this this and this exactly. and it's like do you know what i'm not going to get to 100 like uh just no so yeah fallout 76 elder scrolls online um destiny just the only exception to this and i only do it because i enjoy the open spaces and how quiet it is is red dead 2 i do play that online a little bit i used to play it a lot before my son was born but recently i've dipped my toes back in partially because i'm playing on stadia so there's less people around which is good and bad yeah so it's quieter but on the other hand you know there's it can be more boring is is online is it a different map or is it the same map maps the same but things work a little differently so Fine. um just sort of galloping across the sort of planes is very cathartic and i don't know why but i find it i don't know i find it equally cathartic cathartic in multiplayer and single player but for two different reasons i don't know why single player i've got the plot to keep me moving multiplayer there is that kind of busy work but the busy work is kind of enjoyable yeah yeah i see what you mean like it's pretty low pressure yeah, the only exception is, of course, if a human player attacks me or um, I was playing it the other day and some bandits just appeared. I don't know why. I killed them all, but I, if I'd have died, I would have rage quit because, mm. you know, it would have been a pain to get back there and it would have ended the quest I was on and it just would have screwed a lot of things up. So, yeah. Um, And another thing is uh, I have a, a, a friend, a colleague of mine, who he plays games um, on easy and casual difficulty. He's also a dad. And I can't quite bear myself to do that <laughs> yet, but I do understand the appeal. Whereas there was a time I used to make fun of him for it before I had my son and he had his, I used to, you know, make fun of him for playing mobile games, make fun of it for, we'd talk about a game for review and he'd be like, oh yeah, I played it on easy and it was still hard or I played it on easy and I just breezed through it and I'd go, what? You played it on easy? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why would you do that? That you're kind of robbing yourself of the experience. And he went... I have two kids. I don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you'll understand one day, you'll uh, 
you'll really value your time and if an enemy has a bigger health bar or it requires more grind to do something i'm not interested yeah. so i play them all on easy and i was yeah. like oh fair i've definitely i mean done more of that like i'm i'm torn at the start whether i do normal or easy but i i, I usually stick to normal because until it proves itself really difficult, then you, you never quite know where the level is set at. If yeah. you sort of mean, like some games are, are built to be difficult on normal, right? Yeah, but I, I think some are pretty. You well can usually judged. tell the difference between a game that's supposed to be hard and then a game that's grindy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to ask: Have you have you show, shown your son any games? Because he's really young, so he's so very I'm young. He's under a year this. old. So, um, and I'll I'll come back to this later, but I'm not sure about whether to do that. So he has seen me. He once saw me play Mario 3D World because I was doing the review, and uh, I was playing it in front of him, which I don't normally do. It's like yeah. the first and last game I've probably played in front of him. I might introduce more down the line. But all he kept doing was like hitting the controller and trying to grab the controller off me. And no matter what yeah. I gave him, I gave him his own controller. He didn't care. He wanted my controller. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't, it didn't quite work the way I wanted it to. But he was fascinated with Mario, which yeah. I, I, I made me happy as yes. a guy who grew up with Mario. Yeah. So, so my daughter, well, she's two and a half. And she she recognises Mario, she recognises Luigi <laughs> from very early on, probably, I don't know, one, one and a half. She would see Luigi on the screen. Occasionally, I would switch on the Switch. Because, I mean, you don't get the chance to play with them there anyway. anyway. But, yeah. but I'd, I'd switched on just to see how she'd react. And she went, oh, I want the green man. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, she'd see Mario and say, I want the red man. Or she'd see Untitled Goose Game and say, oh, duck, duck, I want the duck. So she knows she knows all those from quite a, quite an early age. And uh, once or twice when she was smaller, I'd give her a controller and like show her how you kind of move around and let her move around if she wanted to. But she's, you know... She didn't quite get into it, but she she's getting a bit more into it now. Now that she's a bit more compost and and can move things around, what she really likes is um, bug snacks um, <laughs> because she's seen the video, the song on YouTube because her life is on YouTube basically, um, and uh, and so it's it's ended up with we end up telling her be- bedtime stories with the bug snacks in. Oh, and because, and she's she's asking, oh, I want bug snacks. So it is quite interesting, and it and you're right. Like Mario and Luigi have some kind of inbuilt design thing. Like they're they're just immediately appealing. Yeah, I guess they have these big friendly cartoon faces. But but she'll watch like Mario things on YouTube, for instance, or she'll watch like end up watching trailers somehow. Oh god! I actually I I did that once. I uh, when I was still working, I put Nate on my lap once, and I've got two monitors here. So I was working, and because he kept trying to grab the keyboard and the mouse and do things, I on my second screen I put like a collection of like videos from from Mario games. Yeah, because uh, like, Mario was especially like comes especially three three D World and like the trailer yeah, for that and things. And like I this. just put that on the screen, and he was absolutely transfixed. And yeah. I was thinking, oh great, you know, he's gonna play um. 
he's going to play these when he's older. Um, it worked for a while. Like eventually, he he got bored of it, but uh, for quite a while, he was enjoying it. And I think a lot of it was like videos from a tennis game or something. They're all like cutscenes with Mario in oh, from different games, but they'd all been mixed together. Um, so the other thing, which is a slightly different topic. Well, yeah, yeah. facet yeah, of yeah. this topic is um, how some games and and Earth's uh, quests and things within the games ha- have more of an effect on me now as a dad, which I didn't uh, yeah. see happening. Yeah. So as I said, I, I replayed a bit of The Witcher on the Xbox recently, and very early on, there's a quest with a guy called the Bloody Baron, and his wife becomes pregnant, and she uses magic to abort the child. This causes it to come back as a monster called a botchling, and it's quite a graphic quest. <laughs> Um, but playing it again as a dad, and there's a whole bit where the Witcher says to him, like, you have to pick up this monster, and it looks like a fetus. It looks like a messed up, half-developed fetus. And he's like, you have to pick it up, you have to accept it, hold it to you, you know, cuddle it, basically, and then take it to its grave, and then put it there. Uh, It was hard. They don't have a right to do this. It's done. It is done in a relatively sensitive way for a game about monsters and things like that. And and the monster then turns into a friendly spirit. But but my god, it's oh. And I, the first time I played that quest, especially uh, Sue was pregnant, yeah. um, so she hadn't had our son yet. So that was really like that. Really that took terrifying. me by surprise and freaked me out. You know, because obviously you're constantly thinking that some awful, you know, thing Things will happen. happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that was visceral. that was a heavy one. And uh, another one was uh, we talked about earlier was that dragon cancer. Yeah. So uh, a game that really this. broke my heart. Uh, it's just but, about a guy sort of retelling the story of his family living through their infant's fight with cancer that he ultimately loses. Yeah. And it's done in quite a abstract way as well. So, like, there'll be bits where he'll be talking and explaining and a doctor... It will seem very yeah. realistic. He's in a waiting room and doctors are kind of turning and telling him, like, well, chances of survival are... And then slowly water starts coming into the room mm. and then it completely floods the room and then you're underwater and the voices have yeah. drifted away. And abstract stuff like that happens all the time. And it's done so well to such a, you know, that... That's uh, such a well-told and well-designed game. But it's, of course, about a very young child dying of cancer. So, yeah. oh, th- uh, yeah, trying to... Have. And that's not exactly a game that I would pick up and play and go back to anyway. But I was thinking about it recently and I was like, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't play that now at all. At all. Mm. I think I would just cry uncontrollably. And, um, yeah, anything that involves, like, sort of violence happening to children, which, thankfully, is very rare in gaming, because usually games that have that get banned. But, you know, the only other example I could think of was um, the little sisters in Bioshock. Yes. Anyone tries to harm them, I just murder them with extreme prejudice. Um, but, I mean, the game kind of tilts you towards that anyway. You know, it's got a very binary kind of moral system of, like, well, do you... Do you harvest the little sisters or do you save them? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some more examples because they do come up from time to time. But just anything involving... I've got one because I was thinking, well, I haven't actually 
had that dragon cancer is such a specific game right hey yeah you know it is it's highly highly uh rare um but but i did have a, a little bit of this when i was playing god of war because oh of course that's, that's you know the 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 little boy in that actually his the kind of hair color is the same as my little girls and you know he's a uh, he just reminded me of her, obviously, and obviously I look quite like Kratos. So it was. Um, <laughs> you are the spitting pre- image of Kratos. I've always wanted to say that to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's the tats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if someone so. just saw the video stream of our podcast, it'd just be like, "Why are Kratos and Wario talking to each other? <laughs> How are they alive? Where is this place?" <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, that got me, and you know, it's, uh, I, I guess you haven't played that one, but uh, but no, um, I haven't. That was that is actually one that I think you would enjoy because it features heavy violence and it's incredibly atmospheric. Mm, with a good story and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one that I've always wanted to play, but I'm worried now as a dad is The Last of Us. I've I've really wanted to play it for years and years and years and years and years. Well, that, that, it's the main the reason thing, that I'm going to try and acquire the work PS5 just to play The Last of Us. Yeah, but you know, don't want to deal Jinx with it. that. Yeah. Well, no, I just don't want to like play the game and then all the stuff with Joel and. I, I, I just have a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that. Even though I know the plot. Yeah, I think that start would be pretty tough. Um, I think that's about it from my side. So I guess that's um that's that's it for us this week. Um as always come message us see what games that uh, that have affected you. Uh, if you're a parent or how do you game or how do you have time to game or has the way you game changed since becoming a mama or a papa? Uh message us at, at @xdrivemegabox on Twitter, same for the Instagram at @xdrivemegabox. Or you can send us your feedback and requests to at xdrivemegabox at gmail.com. So if you have any ideas on episode themes that we could cover, or you want to discuss one that we've done before, because we might revisit some of these themes, uh, you can even send us a voice message and we might use it in the show. Yeah. Um, One specific thing I was going to mention. So just in a couple of episodes time, we're going to take a little pause to kind of regroup and and look at like uh, how x drive megabox could evolve in a in a series two or something like this so we might kind of pause for a month or two but if but then we're going to come back stronger harder yeah, stronger and more powerful faster it will be the megazord of x drive megaboxes yep um but we'd love your thoughts like thank you for listening and if you have any ideas you know what what have been your best or worst bits so far like where would you like us to go next is there anything like you'd like to hear us do more of um, any requests for episode themes or questions, formats, game reviews, please do let us know um, because we love to hear uh, because we'll be we'll be thinking about that stuff. Yeah, we just want to sharpen time. this up and make the podcast even better and we can do that with your help. Yeah. 
and we're going to stick Jimbo on video so so and myself so so you God. can see our wonderful faces yeah we'll definitely have to do that uh do a episode with video or we could do a twitch stream well, i've been saying about it yeah well in that case i'll have to get one of these anime avatars to uh to replace me <laughs> and some sort of anime filter on the rock <laughs> well there you go just use an animated gif of kratos and i'll use uh wario at least it's guaranteed to cover my whole <laughs> person because they're such tanks anyway <laughs> Uh, yeah, so email us at xdrivemegabox at gmail.com and thank you very much for listening. And please rate us. It really helps people find the podcast and, yeah, gets us out there. Yep. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>